so there's a lot of stuff that there, there's stuff happening um, to do with adaptation in Shepparton and the, in the catchment area and so on. Uh, so, so one of the questions we've been asked to look at is, well, how do we pull all this together uh, and and make decisions uh, and that lead to to action? That is Dr. Michael Spencer from Melbourne's Monash University, who, along with two colleagues from the University of Melbourne, who will conduct a workshop in Shepparton on Thursday, February 22. The workshop will be to discuss the adaptation to the effects of climate change in Shepparton. They want to know what is working, what is not, and do we know why? Yes, welcome to this latest episode of Climate Conversations. I am your host, Robert McLean. It's so great to have you on board. Climate Conversations is assembled here in Shepparton, in Northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Dr Michael Spencer is one of the three organisers of the Thursday, February 22 workshop in Shepparton to talk about adaptation and climate change. Let's have a listen now to what he had to say. Michael, can you give me a breakdown of what's happening here on the uh, 22nd, in, in Shepparton on the 22nd? Yeah, so um, just to back up a bit, um, so we've been working on climate adaptation with a group from the National Academy of Public Administration in the United States for a couple of years and really looking at it from a governance perspective, so how are decisions made or, or not made, as the case may be. Mm. Um, and it was through that work that we uh, took a workshop in Euroa uh, about 18 months ago um, to say, well, to, to get a whole bunch of people together and say, well, okay, what what working on adaptation and, and what's not? Uh, and I think really Australia is no different to the rest of the world where adaptation is um, is struggling. Uh, so um, mitigation um, is, is working. I mean, when I say it's working, it's not working as well as it needs to, but um, there's a lot of talk about mitigation, like, you know, commitments and so on on mitigation. Um, but, and this was reflected in COP28, not a lot happening on adaptation. Um, so we've been trying to understand why and, and what's happening. Uh, the Golden Broken CMA supported our workshop in Euroa and we went back to them and said, you know, we'd like to come back and build on what we learnt in Euroa. Um, with a follow-up workshop in Shepparton. And um, so that's how it started. I think really where we are now is... Um, uh, so there's a lot of stuff... That there, there's stuff happening um, to do with adaptation in Shepparton and the, in the catchment area and so on. Uh, so, so one of the questions we've been asked to look at is, well, how do we pull all this together uh, and, and make decisions... Uh, and that lead to to action. Um, so again, one of the one of the problems with adaptation is that um, a lot of the work t- tends to happen in in different areas. So whether it's in the community, different government agencies, different levels of government, uh, there'll be stuff happening. Um, but how do you pull that together into a set of priorities? 
and particularly when it comes to not so much service, well, some of the smaller stuff you can do, you know, so government can do infrastructure, it knows how to run an infrastructure project, um, or it can do something within the silo of a government department. But things that require um, collaboration um, become more difficult. Um, and this is, uh, this is really uh, a problem observed in a lot of contexts, but particularly on climate change, because it's, it's a, a long-term issue. Um, it's, it's hard to predict and model. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, and so a lot of the decision-making processes we've got have difficulty uh, working through some of those issues. So you said there's lots of things happening. Are you able to give me an example of any of those things? Um, well, there's a lot of things happening around emergency response. Um, the council's been doing work. The catchment management authority's been doing work. Um, and, and I expect there's some work uh, happening around around health. Um, you know, just the, the response to the workshop, you know, um, we, we set out to bring together a group of 30 people and we're already at 40. Um, oh, so really, yeah. There's a lot of people interested in the issue. Um, and, and again, so how do we bring people together in a way that um, helps make um, joint decisions um, about long-term issues that often require a level of transformational change? So when and where will this workshop be happening? Uh, so it's Thursday week. Mm. Um, so so we can't, unfortunately, it's, uh, put out a general call because we're already at our at our limit. Um, mm. yeah. But, um, I mean, we're still looking, you know, a couple of areas where we're, we're hoping to, uh, um, uh, you know, engage people who may not have previously been engaged with, Questions of adaptation, um, but basically we're, we're, we've we've already got a full house. Um, so have you got a venue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just be at the um, the River Links. Oh, okay. Yep. Mm. So, is there some sort of fundamental goal? You've sort of talked about that, but yeah, I think I think the goal for the workshop is to. Um, uh, so going back up briefly, it's not our goal. Part of it is to bring out the community's goal and then help them implement it. So again, it's not a, a top-down exercise where um, myself and my colleagues, so two colleagues from Melbourne University and myself, uh, go in and say, you know, here's the answer, but rather use um, uh, our role within the workshop to say, well, where do you think the answer and how are we going to get this to work? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yes, I think um, I think we can make good progress um, and, and, and that's what we're aiming for. But, you know, uh, to give you an idea, so I mentioned earlier, we've been working with the National Academy of Public Administration in the United States. Um, you know, I had an e email from the the chair of that organisation over the weekend or the co-chair of the international committee, but the chair of 
uh, of the organisation was copied, saying, can our members join and listen in? Um, because I think everyone around the world is struggling with these issues. And so in the United States, um, they're struggling as well. But they've also tried different sorts of solutions where um, they can bring, you know, one of the challenges is to bring together um, the science and the knowledge and the expertise with the um, ability to implement and to, to collaborate. So you bring everyone into the solution. Um, and there's been some efforts around that in different parts of the United States that we might be able to learn something from. But they're also interested in learning from us about mm. how we're going to deal with mm. the same sorts of problems. Michael, Environment Victoria says that more than 70% 70, 70 of people are concerned about climate change. So mm. why, why do we have trouble turning that into action? Well... I mean, there's certain bits of climate change that are uh, are relatively easy. So government subsidising solar panels on roofs is relatively easy because, it, you know, you can go and point to a solar panel and people get lower energy bills and, you know, this all happens. Mm -hmm. um, e even, in theory at least, um, you know, converting motor vehicles, um, whole lot of things around mitigation that uh, are technically possible. It just comes down to the economics of how you get them to happen. The problem with adaptation is that um, our institutional structures, the way we, we do things, aren't really set up to deal with long-term changes, long-term transformational changes and changes that involve different Parts. So, if you think of you know the way we run governments and so on as a um, a set of buckets, you know how you bring all those buckets together and get them working working uh, together uh, on a solution, and, and then also you've got the the the, um, the time based or the temporal element, which is you're dealing with things that are unpredictable. So we've all you know, there's been quite a bit of discussion lately about tipping points, tipping points that are largely very difficult to predict, hence hence the notion of tipping points. So you, you're dealing with a lot of uncertainty. You're dealing with periods of time that are uncertain. So you can't say next week uh, there's going to be a cloud burst over Shepparton that will fill all the drains and call it, cause a flood. Um, it may happen, it may happen in three years' time. So there's a level of unpredictability about some of this, uh, a, a, a high level of unpredictability. So again, not something we're well set up to do. Mm. Uh, and, and we're pushing the limits. So, you know, some of the floods we've seen, um, you know, we've gone from talking about 100-year floods to 500-year floods. Um, we've seen, uh, you know, just... Mm, Last week in California, and much the same up in North Queensland with the uh, the cyclone uh, that hit up there, we've seen levels of precipitation that we've never seen before. Mm. Uh, and, and again, you think of climate change, you think of uh, a warmer planet, therefore more evaporation, therefore more uh, moisture in the air, therefore you can get these really intense um rainfall events mm. um, that overwhelm 
uh, the sorts of infrastructure we've got in place, whether it's been drained, you know, uh, human drains and so on, or the natural systems just get overwhelmed because of the intensity. So how are we going to deal with those sorts of things? And, yeah. And, and, and some of them are, are really counterintuitive. I was you know, looking at an example the other day for, uh, from the Netherlands of a project there with, uh, called Room for a River. Uh, and so, as you probably know, the Netherlands has always been subject to flooding because it's mm. low-lying and a lot of the water comes down from Europe. Um, and, and so rather than keep um, building uh, barriers along uh, um, along the, the bank of the river, uh, they said, well, let's create room for the river to flood and put our defences around the townships or something. And the people in these other areas uh, will will live with the fact that, you know, from time to time their place will be flood, flooded mm-hmm. and they need mechanisms to, to deal with that, either remove stock or whatever. Um, and so that room for a river project, you think of if you were to do something like that in Australia, the number of agencies communities, all those sorts of things that would need to be involved in in that level of of change um, is huge and it's you know they're not mm. the sort of decisions that we make easily. Michael, why come to Shepparton? Oh <laughs> um, I guess I've had a long association with the area. Mm. Um, so we had a place up in the Strathbogie Ranges for uh, more, oh, good 20 years and um, uh, I was involved with community groups up there and knew the CMA quite well um, and um, so yeah it's it's an area I'm very familiar with also many years ago when I was developing um, a program called Water Stewardship we did a lot of work around around Shepherd and as mm. well with the CMA back then so um, yeah it's an area that I'm I'm fond of. In fact, even during the October 22 floods, um, I came over with the Strathbogie Brigade to, to help and was just so impressed with the work that was, you know, the community did mm. uh, in, in dealing with the floods. I think it's a great community. Michael, assuming you, you get all lots of information at this forum and you mm. then distill it and talk about it and write a report of some sort, what happens to that? Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that it will be input to different levels of of um, of government. So that obviously, a, a prime you know the, a prime audience is the catchment management authority who've been supporting the project. Um, but uh, I know I've been speaking to uh, Commonwealth government, so the group within the Commonwealth government that's currently working on their uh, national risk assessment and adaptation plan are also very interested and um, they're currently working on some reports and they're keen to hear uh, the outcome of this of this project and what how that might influence um, the federal government's approach to adaptation as well. So I think there's a lot of people interested because, you know, again, as I said, it, it just as recently as the COP28 in, uh, 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 in December, November, December last year, mm. The, the adaptation discussion, you know, was quite frustrating because of the slow pace and the difficult discussions of, of getting implementation happening. So, uh, yeah, we're hoping that it, it's going to add to global knowledge about how to get adaptation to happen. Um, 
but also influence um, national, uh, perhaps state and certainly local decision making to, to help, help make these decisions. Michael, I've got some friends who are quite negative about the whole climate change thing. So mm. how do I convince them that this is just not another talk fest? Uh, I, I don't know what you mean by negative. I think... Um, oh, they, they just think it's all hogwash, really. They just yeah. think it's all well, rubbish. Yeah. The, um, the, the um, uh, global stock take that was undertaken for the um, uh, COP28, as I said, just mm. last year, uh, it did a stock take of all the national um, plans that are developed by all the, all the countries that are committed to the uh, Paris Agreement. And <clears throat> its expectation is we're currently heading for um, global temperature rise of about 2.5. Um, the impact of that on people's lives will be huge. I mean, you look at the impact already in terms of floods and fires and drought, um, we're seeing climatic events that haven't been witnessed before. We're seeing um, the flow-through effect of that into people's insurance premiums. You know, mm. One estimate that's been, been published recently is that something like half a million houses in Australia will be uninsurable mm. Mm. by 2030. So to ignore that uh, is, is um, to really invite... Um, uh, serious consequence in terms of loss and damage. Mm. Um, you know, one way to think about this is that um, if if you're looking at the impacts uh, of of global warming, uh, the the first line of defence is to mitigate. So, in other words, how can we reduce the amount of of uh, greenhouse gases going into the atmosphere? that lowers uh, that temperature rise. So that's the first line. Mm. The second line is adaptation. Okay, so if we're going to be stuck with two to two and a half degree temperature warming, what are the risks of, of, of that for us and our communities and how can we help communities adapt to that? What you miss through mitigation and adaptation becomes loss and damage. In other words, it has a very real cost in economic terms, so whether it's loss of insurance or uh, loss of valuable land or, or loss of uh, houses or increased natural disasters, all those sorts of things. I mean, even in, in the Treasurer's um, intergenerational report, there's quite a bit of work done by a colleague of mine at Monash University on lower productivity as a result of higher temperatures. So just a very small marginal decrease in productivity as a result of global warming can have a major economic consequence on a country like Australia. Mm. Um, so you've got this full range of things that we've got to, we've got to balance all this up and and, and try and adapt uh, try and work with it. So yep, we need to mitigate to reduce emissions. What we can't mitigate, we need to adapt to. Um, but then we need to realise that what we don't catch with either of those two flows through into loss and damage. And of course, the one area of damage that never seems to receive the attention it deserves is in people's mental health uh, and, and other health impacts of, mm. uh, associated with it. And, uh, you know, mm. they can be very significant. So I mean, you, 
you'd be familiar, of course, with what happens during droughts and things oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yep, lived through a few of those. Thanks, Michael. I hope the workshop goes well. It's important it goes well. The invitation that was sent out to those who were attending the workshop said, with global temperatures currently forecast to rise by more than the Paris target of less than 2 degrees Celsius, and the current expectation is about 2.5 degrees, there will be changes that may flow through to every part of our lives, as well as the more extreme events that will impact how we work, what we do, how we care for ourselves and other people. Some of these we have not had to consider previously. This workshop will bring together a diverse range of people to discuss these impacts, what is already underway and not underway, how we might prioritise actions to deal with these impacts, and how we can work together to address these impacts. I made a request of Michael that I be able to attend the workshop, but he said that as the preferred number of 30 had already blown out to 40, he was unsure how that would work. He was going to check that out and let me know. I'm hoping I can attend. We've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. It's been great to have you along. Now, I'd urge you to follow this podcast because if you do that, you'll be alerted every time I publish a new episode. Also, I'd love to hear from you. What do you think about this podcast? Good or bad, please let me know. And you can contact me via email at number 7 at icloud.com. Don't hold back. Please let me know. Also, share this with your friends. Put it on your networks. Let everybody know what's happening with the climate crisis. Let them think about what's going on and why it's going on, who's saying what, why they're not saying it, and maybe they can take some action. So until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. Now stay safe and take care.